In the summer of 2022, New York was tapped to receive $25 million in federal bucks to secure abandoned gas and oil wells. Fast forward to this past September, and the state has plugged its first orphan gas well using the money from Washington, D.C. To get an update on this initiative, we're joined in the Capitol Press Room by Adam Peltz, a director and senior attorney with the Environmental Defense Fund. Welcome back to the show, Adam. Uh, Great to be here. So remind us, Adam, what constitutes an orphaned gas or oil well, and what are the risks that they pose to both the environment and humans? So these are oil and gas wells that are no longer producing. Sometimes they haven't produced in 100 years. And they have, uh, importantly, no responsible party uh, available to pay for their closure costs. Uh, closing a well means is plugging it with uh, cement to make sure that there's no fluid flow between geological layers uh, or to the surface and to do surface reclamation to take old equipment away. So these are wells that are just sitting around and uh, many of them are pollution risks. Uh, they emit methane, uh, which is a powerful climate warming gas, uh, as well as air toxics. Uh, they can contaminate groundwater because the geology that the wells are drilled through contains a lot of salt water. And if the wells aren't properly plugged, that salt water can flow up to aquifers uh, or to the to the surface. Uh, and they're presence tends to lower property values. A study in Southwest Pennsylvania found that the existence of orphan wells reduces building activity by 50%. Uh, So they're quite a scourge overall. And how prolific are abandoned gas and oil wells, particularly in central New York, western New York, and the southern tier? So the state has documented 4,800 orphan wells. Uh, there's probably another 1,200 that could be added to that category. But on top of that, there might be as many as 40,000 undocumented orphan wells. These are ones that are not in the state database because they were drilled in the pre-regulatory era uh, when a lot of a lot of drilling was happening in the late 19th, early 20th century, and uh, those boreholes were not always reported to the state. So it's it's quite a big number, uh, given their closure costs, which for oil wells is around eight to ten thousand dollars because they tend to be pretty shallow. The gas wells are one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars at least to close. The reason why gas wells are so much more expensive is because they're deeper, they're higher pressure, their uh, pipes tend to be more corroded, and and they're located further apart. Uh, Of the 4,800 documented orphan wells in New York, 78% are oil wells and 22% are gas wells. And so the total bill is quite high. When we talked about this issue last year, you mentioned that the state was spending anywhere from $2 million to $2.5 million a year on closing orphaned wells. And according to the Hochul administration, the state has plugged more than 400 wells in New York since 2013. So conservatively, we're talking about 40 wells a year based on the status quo. So what do you think the state should be able to accomplish with the $25 million injection from Washington, D.C.? Well, hopefully many hundreds or even in the low thousands could potentially be plugged as uh, the state develops 
economies of scale and gets more plugging contractors into the state to do the work. Uh, right now, there's only two rigs in New York that are doing this closure work. Uh, the DEC is hoping to have four by next year. Uh, but the even even the 25 million, and by the way, more is coming. The 25 million is just the initial grant. So there should be uh, ten, many tens of millions more uh, through 2030 to help with this work. Uh, but even all of that money is not going to be enough to completely solve this problem, unfortunately. Well, you mentioned the number of rigs that are capable of doing this work right now, and considering how the federal investment in securing orphan wells that we've gotten so far is 10 times what the state normally spends uh, on this type uh, of effort, are we likely to be able to scale up in a meaningful way in the near future? Or is this something where we just need to be thinking about this on a much longer scale response in terms of, say, years? Well, both. It's definitely going to be years and decades, but I think that the prospect of scaling up is is pretty good. The oil field service industry around the U.S., including in the Northeast, has gotten the memo that there's a lot of money flowing to plug these wells. Uh, and so all of these companies are staffing up and acquiring more rigs. Um, it's a great employment opportunity. People in this field can make $100,000 a year or more. Uh, and uh, anyone with oil field service experience can be retrained to do this work. And, and in fact, as long as you have any kind of outdoor working experience, there are opportunities to go out and plug wells. So the first well that got plugged using these federal dollars were uh, behind a shopping plaza in Erie County. If you were in charge of spending this money, how would you prioritize the state's investment? Is it about going after the biggest polluters first? Is it about closing, say, as many oil wells because those are, are cheaper and doing those first? How should the state approach this? Well, the the state prioritization thus far has, has been to target higher cost gas wells, and those are likely the ones that are, are certainly leaking more more methane. Uh, and so there's there's some sense to that. Uh, I, I believe that the state has plugged five wells so far with this money, two in Erie County, two in Wyoming County, and, and one in Genesee. And the criteria for choosing wells to plug are, first, is there landowner permission for the DEC to go out and do the work? That's That's a pretty important threshold. And then other top criteria include, are the wells near dwellings or sensitive ecosystems? And is the well clearly actively leaking? Uh, those are the wells that you want to get to first. Uh, ideally, you also target the largest emitting wells early on. There's a process to go out and quantify emissions from these wells. It's expensive. And so there's some trade-offs in how much quantification do you do versus how many wells you plug. But if it's if it's clearly visibly leaking, if it's near a home or if it's in a sensitive ecosystem, those are probably the ones that should be done first. And I think that that's what New York is doing. Well, finally, with the minute we have left, how would you compare New York's situation with, say, some of our neighboring states and the work we have to do compared to what they have to do? 
So the situation in New York is bad, but the situation in neighboring states is even worse. Pennsylvania has over 30,000 documented orphan wells and somewhere between two and 300,000 undocumented orphan wells. So it's almost an order of magnitude more severe than New York's problem. Ohio is in a similar boat as well as West Virginia. So the entire uh, Appalachian region with, with the oldest oil and gas development in the country definitely is, is the epicenter of this problem. Uh, but the states can band together and uh, share resources and do workforce development and leading practices and help accelerate the process of plugging these wells throughout uh, Appalachia and the Northeast. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Adam Peltz. He's a director and senior attorney with the Environmental Defense Fund. Adam, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.